Welcome to Balancing Point Podcast, where you will experience the captivating world of professional ballet. On this show, you will hear what it takes to make it in the exclusive world. Each guest will share with you their struggles, their I've made it moments, and their advice for success. And ultimately, you will learn what it is really like to live your dream. Join your host, Kimberly Falker, and today's inspiring guests as they take you on a behind-the-scenes journey into ballet. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here and welcome to the 200th episode of the Balancing Point Podcast. I'm actually quite overwhelmed by this number, so I'm going to say it again, 200 episodes. It has been certainly quite the podcasting journey and I want to first and foremost thank you for joining me on this journey as a listener. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a reflection on my journey and the announcement of my Patreon campaign. So I often get asked why I started a podcast in the first place. Why a podcast versus a blog versus any other sort of content creation. Um, Especially back in 2013 when podcasting was still pretty much an unknown platform for content creation. In fact, I often had to tell others when I told them what I was doing that it was an online radio show-ish. It was kind of hard to explain, but uh, ever since the iPhone put it on as an app and then the cars nowadays are putting in Bluetooth. Uh, Podcasting is becoming really quite well known and uh, the world of podcasting as a podcaster is really exploding. So it's been a complete, uh, from now until then, it's completely different. But um, to be honest with you, when I when I started a podcast, it really was because I had discovered podcasting and I was actually quite obsessed with it. And I wanted to try and figure out how I could join that world. Um, I really love to start and learn new things and start different kind of projects, so to speak. Um, so then the decision was, okay, if I wanted to do this, what did I want my podcast to be about? And I knew I wanted it to be an interview-based show and I wanted the podcast to inspire and educate whatever listener I happened to find about something that was meaningful. So I wanted to figure out a way to kind of uh, give back somehow, but I didn't know what. Um, So I spent a good portion of that summer. It was the summer of 2013 brainstorming topics. And in fact, I was so excited and determined that this podcasting world would be an incredible platform for sharing information that I convinced my husband and his friend to start podcast of their own. Um, It was the summer of 2013, and we were in New York City dropping off my daughter at her very first ballet summer intensive at the School of American Ballet. And we were having dinner with one of my husband's college friends who lives in New York, and they were discussing their interest in meditation and mindfulness and kind of getting on their own soapbox. So I jumped in with my opinion that they needed to start a, a podcast, and I just went in detail about all the reasons why and told them that they needed to do one together and that they could partner up together and they didn't have to live in the same place. And so they became excited about the idea and began to work on it. And as I saw their idea come together, I actually became a little bit envious and decided to go ahead and dive in with my idea somehow and and put it together. So it was this time that I had kind of been confused about what was going on in the world of ballet and you know so that was kind of in there as an idea but I still hadn't officially figured out um, what the podcast subject would be about. Um, So my daughter as you guys know loves ballet had um, desires to do something with it but all along her journey in ballet um, 
I'd always just assume that it would be a great after-school activity that would keep her busy and focused and out of trouble all the way through high school. And of course, the next steps in life would be to attend a good college, perhaps take classes on the side, and always have that as a foundational sport, so to speak, or a passion, but not really um, do anything with it, just carry on in life like we all do. So at the end of the five weeks at SAB in New York, She came out of there just on fire and announced that she officially wanted to pursue this as a career, which kind of stopped me in my tracks. Sounded exciting, but what the heck did that mean? I don't even understand what that would mean for somebody like that. I had no background, no, no knowledge or any of it. So that was kind of where the light bulb came on that if I was as confused as I was, that maybe other people were confused and there was no true like manual, so to speak, on how to pursue a potentially professional career in the world of ballet. So all along, I kind of knew that my daughter had the gift of the genetics of looking like a ballet dancer and she seemed to have the focus and the drive, but Was that enough? So I began to research and realized that there really were not many resources available for parents or even the aspiring dancers, but especially people like me, like how to help guide your child correctly without being a crazy parent that is um, making the wrong choices or getting uh, too obsessed or forcing it on them. And the timing for the necessary training was really confusing to me too. So you do these summer intensives, but then what? So most importantly, really, there didn't seem to be any available information that was current. A lot of the information seemed to be like based on old school thinking or maybe antiquated ideas. And so as that idea began to ruminate, I started put together all the pieces of the puzzle of creating a podcast. Uh, I just was fortunate enough that my husband happened to have some of the equipment because he composes music as a hobby. So I already had the microphone and some of the software, but then I had to learn all the other um, stuff that went behind it. But I just kept plowing along, kind of leapt without looking, so to speak. And in December of 2013, Balancing Point was born. So the focus of the show that I wanted when I created it was to inform, educate, and inspire, you know, which it still is the focus and it still is the mission of my show. And it's actually turned into the mission of um, what I'll talk to you in a second about my, my new network. But for any of you who have been on the journey with me the whole way, you know that, that I've added a little, quite a few side paths. Um, The first was when I brought New York City Ballet principal dancer, Megan Fairchild on my, on on board as my weekly advice columnist and I don't know if I've shared the story of how this came to be but one evening she emailed me asking if I could help her create a blog to be able to give advice to the many fan letters that she receives so in that moment when I was reading the email just bam out of the blue I came up with the idea that instead of starting a blog that she could reach out reach more people if she were to become a part of my podcast. And so the Ask Megan show was born. It started off, as you know, um, housed under the Bouncing Point podcast. But then as I progressed, we created her own logo and her own RSS feed. And then she actually has her own show out in the airwaves. As any of you that listen and follow, you know that this show has turned out to be a huge hit. Um, It's been a wonderful partnership. And as I learned the art of logo creation, the art of editing, and the production process for someone else's show, I began to think about other ideas. And I realized that, you know, while my show is super awesome (laughs) and gives 
really great, valuable information and advice to dancers and their parents. And while Megan's show is super awesome and gives incredible advice to dancers and their parents, I realized that the, the dance world was really benefiting and I figured that maybe there was a need for more. In fact, I, I started hearing a lot more from my listeners. I heard from dancers who told me that they listened to the episodes while they were warming up to get to their head in the game. I heard from many parents who told me that they listened with their dancer or their child on the way to the studios and it was great bonding time and a great like way to kind of get inspired. I heard from a lot of dancers that say that they listen to it right before a performance to kind of get that like star powered feeling or right before an audition to remember some tips for a better audition and I've actually even heard from quite a few dancers that live in faraway places that don't really have the same access to some of the training that dancers do here in America and I've heard them say that the interviews have helped them realize that they could still in fact pursue their dream or try and go after their dream even if they don't have access to the best studios so I've heard from so many but I still realized that there was no other podcast resource at that time for dancers and their parents in the world of dance, in my opinion, needed more. So the idea for the podcast network started to come together. Uh, I wanted to test the waters first, and so I first launched Becoming Ballet, which if you haven't heard it, head over to uh, premierdancenetwork.com so you can hear all my shows or access all my shows there. Um, the idea behind the balancing, uh, Becoming Ballet show was was that I wanted it to be kind of a, as it says in the um, tagline, a raw and unedited version. I wanted it to come from the perspective of real dancers going through it in real time. Like right now, they're about to make it, but they haven't quite got there yet. And I wanted the voice to be of the dancers. So while the show is produced by me, the feel of the show was to be as if it was not involved at all with an adult, that it's all done by kids. And so I got the idea of bringing on a kind of a um, co-producer. And I brought on Maddie Gardella, who I knew from when we were living in Florida, and she was a dancer at Next Generation Ballet. So I reached out to her, and she was fabulous. She helped me with the logo design and all the things associated with the launch. And from there, I created an application for aspiring dancers to join the show as a featured dancer. And when I started getting responses, I realized that the show really was taking off. In fact, I currently have featured dancers lined up all the way through March of 2017. So I've, and they're just amazing stories. And I think every single person that's been on that show has really been outstanding. So then once that show was launched and it was successfully running, I brought on board one of Bouncing Point's previous guest, Barry Corellis. And he launched his show, Pot of Chat, which has been a super great resource for anyone in the dance world, particularly for those who are freelancing. So once his show was successfully running, I decided, okay, I get this. I kind of got it. Let's just go for it. Let's not overthink it. And I officially launched the Premier Dance Network with the four shows, Balancing Point, Ask Megan, Becoming Ballet, and Pot of Chat. And then I decided to just go big. And I reached out some of my previous guests with show concepts. I kind of presented some ideas for them. And I thought, well, maybe a couple people might be interested, but I was blown away by the positive responses, which immediately validated my network idea. And so just in a few short months, my network went from four, four shows to eight shows. 
And I've got four more shows launching over the next few months and then another four to six coming on board after that. So I'm just trying to pace myself, but it's super exciting because everyone that's coming on board is is incredible. And the support that I'm getting from the new hosts as far as their enthusiasm, their professionalism, their dedication to turning their recordings into me on a schedule every single week. It's just, I, I can't even tell you how blessed I feel. But as it's been growing, it's expanded my ideas. And I've got some really exciting, ambitious goals and visions for the network. And I can't believe the exciting journey that one podcast has taken me on less than three years. Uh, Not only have I learned an incredible amount about the world of professional ballet and dance, but I've blessed to interview some of the top performers in the world. I've met and interviewed some of the people that I feel a bit starstruck by. Tice DiOrio, who's a celebrity choreographer that I just loved in being obsessed with So You Think You Can Dance. I in interviewing Megan Fairchild in the very beginning, we've become virtual friends. We actually have never met in person, believe it or not, but we we communicate every single week. But her poster was in my daughter's room for years, and so I was starstruck when I talked to her for the first time. I've been able to see performances and be invited to events, even though I haven't actually been able to go to the events, but I've been able to like kind of participate in a world that even though I was never a ballet dancer, I've always been just fascinated by it. So it's been really exciting for me as a person. Um, I've been able to better understand the world of professional ballet. And while I started this journey to understand the world, to better navigate it for my daughter, I actually have learned, this is my biggest lesson as a parent in this process, is I've learned that the individual dancer's journey into a professional career has to come from within the individual. And that might sound cliche and that might sound so obvious, but I learned it. And, and and I still know that the inspiration of the stories and the people are super important. But as a mother, I can, what I can do for my daughter is I can drive to and from the studio. I can help finance the process. I can be there for hugs and support when the disappointments come. And I can also be there for hugs and support when the achievements come. But what I've learned most of all is that even with all the knowledge and the connections and the hundreds of interviews that I've been blessed to experience and the hours and hours and hours of, of recorded words of wisdom, the journey into professional ballet must come from within the dancer. And if my daughter makes it in this world, it will be because she did the work and made the decision, not me. And if she doesn't make it in the world of dance as a professional, It will be because she decided it wasn't the right decision. Because I really believe, one thing I've learned is I really believe that if a dancer wants to make it, they might not always make it into the top tier companies. But if a dancer wants to dance professionally, there is a place for them. But it's not up to the parent to make that happen. I think we can provide the platform of support and, again, the finances. (laughs) But we can't, I can't force her to listen to the advice to make it work for her. It's up to her. And so it's been a really enlightening experience for me as a parent. It's helped me not become a crazy dance parent. I've kind of backed off. I don't even talk to her about it anymore. I just talk to my guests about it. But anyway, 
Yeah, I realized that I realized that lesson kind of within the first year of the launch of the Balancing Point podcast. But it wasn't until the launch of the Premier Dance Network that I realized that although it's a dancer's journey, the world of dance still needs to be filled with information, education, and inspiration for help along the way for those dancers that need a little boost. And that after that my interviews might not be enough. And that hearing from others and having a variety of voices sharing and educating and inspiring the world of dance is kind of a a way bigger and better way to add value other than just my show. And I'm not diminishing my show, not this show, but I think that more is better right now in this world. And I could not feel more blessed than to have such amazing hosts joining the network because each and every week as I'm doing the editing process, I am honestly blown away by the value bombs the hosts are bringing. The Ask Megan show brings specific advice to each and every question. And Megan has not missed a week. And I don't really know. I mean, I think all professional dancers are super busy, but She's got a uniquely busy schedule that she's had over the last few years between the Broadway and, you know, New York City Ballet and the rep that she has to do there. But she's recorded when she's been on vacation in Mexico. Most recently, she recorded while she was on tour in Paris. And one thing I can tell you about Megan Fairchild is she does her homework for each and every person who writes and calls in. She doesn't give just flippant advice off of the top of her head. She actually dives in and does a research because she wants accurate advice. So this is an advice column like no else you can find. I know that's poor English. You can't find anything like this anywhere else regarding ballet and dance. Becoming ballet, as I mentioned before, it's raw and unedited and provides an honest peek into the lives of the dancers who are on the cusp of making it. And not all of them wind up there. As you, if any of you have listened to the show, my very first featured dancer who was my co-producer is Maddie Gardella. And she actually is very heartfelt. Her very last episode is when she announced that she was exiting the world of ballet. And so... These lives are real that these kids are talking about. I also know personally, because I work with each of them, that they spend a great deal of time thinking about the topic of their episode and also allowing themselves to open up about the part of dance that's not always pretty. It's completely unscripted, and the content is created by them. I don't give them any cues or script or anything. This is coming from them. They decide they're taking the time as to record Um, information that they believe is very beneficial to young dancers because they've been there. Um, Some of the episodes honestly have brought me to tears as I know the struggle that these kids are facing. And as a mother, it can be so heartbreaking to watch your child struggle. So I get it. Um, Then Barry's show, as I mentioned, Pat Chat is honestly better than taking an online course on how to make it as a freelancer. He dives into information that can be used But not only just for freelancers, it's also huge value to any dancer. Specifically, um, my personal favorite was the episode on open class etiquette. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, make sure to go back and listen to it because he talks to uh, the dancers on if you're going to take a drop in class or an open class, there is an etiquette to where to stand, how to behave, especially if there's uh, professional dancers in the room. Uh, So it's a really good episode. But I think it's I think all. All of his shows are really well done. And again, he's one that does a ton of research and he is very heartfelt in how he presents. And his show shows it. He's a excellent podcaster. And then after Barry's show was launched, I launched James Whiteside's show. 
Again, I don't know if you've listened to it, but you must if you haven't. The Stage Right Side with James Whiteside. I was literally laughing out loud when he sent me his first few recordings. He is such a natural performer, and he loves what he does, and it shows. He composed his own music. He created his own logo. And again, someone that's super duper busy, he has not missed a beat since then. He does his interviews from his dressing room. And he's talked with some of the biggest stars in ABT. So I've been kind of starstruck myself and listening to his episodes. And I just really love that show, too. Um, as you can tell, I love all the shows on my network. Uh, the next show that I launched was Lauren Fadley's show, Rediscovering the Dream, which is a show that takes us on a very unique journey. Um, she left... Pennsylvania Ballet, where she was a principal dancer and one of their biggest stars after the newer um, artistic director made some adjustments and let 40% of the company go and, and some of them left as well. And so she left and is now a soloist with Miami City Ballet. And what I just love about this show is that the it really exposes the vulnerability that all dancers feel when they are the quote-unquote, new kid. Um, not many people think about that and what it must feel like to not only leave a company that really has become your family and it's the only place you know, but then you go into somewhere brand new and you worry about the things that anybody worries about, making new friends, uh, will you fit in, did you make the right choice, You know, will I regret this, all these things. And she is very, very uh, sweet and, uh, I guess, vulnerable in how she presents and I love her episodes and she again is another just uber professional in how she approaches all of her work and she's very very caring and thinks a lot about whether or not it's going to resonate and her show has been very successful she's got a a, a true following and I, I just love listening to her episodes every week too and then after Lauren's I launched the Catherine Morgan show now Catherine's story if you don't know it is super inspirational Catherine was a soloist with New York City Ballet and was really projecting into stardom very quickly and she wound up having to retire from New York City Ballet due to contracting a, a thyroid condition it was really a tough story but she's bounced back and now has taken the YouTube world by storm with her makeup tutorials and dance advice show she's just she's a beautiful presenter and you'd never guess that she was shy <laughs> i don't think she is anymore but she was um and she's a natural podcaster i personally learn something new every single week i know that she has a cult following of young dancers but to be honest as a parent i've become a huge fan of the show as well and then the most recent show to be added to the network is the gina piro show and gina lives in las vegas and is a professional dancer a coach and also a former rocket and she's just amazingly inspirational. She really has a gift for inspiration. Her show is really unique and beneficial. She interviews someone every Monday, or the, the show that comes out every Monday is an actual interview. And then on Wednesday, she provides kind of like a, a teachable moments episode based on the interview. And so she really breaks apart what value came from that interview. And then on Friday, she answers questions from listeners that kind of are based around the interview. So it's a really cohesively put together, very professionally created show. And she's just a lovely person. And she really has some a, a unique way about, I guess, finding the value in, in really projecting that into becoming a better person. So it doesn't really only apply to dancers and their parents had actually 
could apply to any of us. So her, her show is really a perfect resource for anyone participating, I guess, in the world, but the world of dance, too. So I hope that that deep dive explanation into each of the shows that are currently in the network is helpful. I think, personally, it's nice to hear the backstory and understand, honestly, that all this work that the hosts are putting into it doesn't necessarily come easy. And then the production piece that follows from the network standpoint is huge amount of work, if you want to know the truth. And it's been an exciting journey. But as I mentioned before, I'm super excited about some of the visions and goals I have to improve the network and to grow the network. Which brings me to what I'm really excited to talk to you about, which is my Patreon campaign that I'm launching in conjunction with this episode today. So what is Patreon? Well, Patreon is a simple way for you to show your support for Premier Dance Network and all of the shows on the network. And unlike Kickstarter, it doesn't focus on a one-time project. It's, it's a way for you to give back on a recurring basis, kind of like a subscription model. And the way it works is very simple. As a patron of the Premier Dance Network, you pledge a certain amount each month. It can be as little as $2 or more. And with each level of pledge comes a different level of thank you reward. So the way that you can see those different rewards is to head over to either premierdancenetwork.com and hit the donate button. And you can see all of that information there or else go straight to my Patreon page, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash p-d-n. Now, along with the various rewards, you'll also see the different milestones that I have and some of the goals that I am reaching for and looking to achieve. And as I mentioned before, with your support, I can achieve it sooner and more successfully. The Patreon site is super easy to interact with, and the payment plans are extremely easy as well. It's either PayPal or credit card, no matter where in the world you live. I just ask if you've enjoyed this show over the last more than two years, almost three years, or have enjoyed any of the shows on the network that are being produced, or would like to see more shows come out and the network improved, that you consider heading over to patreon.com backslash PDN or premierdancenetwork.com and go ahead and make a pledge. And please know that any amount is greatly appreciated and honestly will make a huge difference. But most importantly, I just want to make sure that you know how meaningful it is that you've been a part of my journey, that you've been a listener even if you're a new listener, go back and listen to some of the old episodes. It's been an amazing journey, and I never could have gotten here without you. I never could have launched this amazing network of shows and presented so much value to the rest of the dance world without your support as a listener. But I would really also just love to have you on as a Premier Dance Network patron. Again, go check out the rewards, go check out the milestones, and see what you think. Let me know, give me any feedback, and be sure to tune in for the next episode of Balancing Point, because I'm bringing in the next installment of Melissa Clapper's Pirouettes from the Past. It's a really, really good one. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, because tune in next week and you'll find out. And until next time, have a great day. Bye.